Welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, Michael Aceta, owner of Matador Canine Brilliance, the host of the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. I want to take a minute and thank you for being here. Thank you for educating yourself and growing in your relationship with your dog. But more importantly, I want you to take a moment and just appreciate that you are alive this morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, just appreciate everything that's happening in your life right now. Even if you're struggling, even if you have a lot going on right now, I want you to take the time and appreciate the things that you do have. For myself, I'm looking out my window, which is a very small window in my office, but I can see the sun shining through the very barren trees, and I can start to see a few small buds as the squirrels run around. So I'm appreciative that it is almost spring. It is almost my favorite type of weather, although I do love the fall and I do love the winter. I do like snow, but I really enjoy getting outside, enjoying some nice weather with my dogs, getting to do things that we don't get to do during the winter because it's just too damn cold. (laughs) So I'm appreciative of the nice weather. I hope you guys are appreciative of something today. Find one thing that you're appreciative for and hone in on it. Get your other family members to hone in on it whatever it is, bring everyone into the right mindset of being appreciative. All right, so jumping into today's topic, potty training. We're going to be talking about potty training today, but before we do that, before we jump in, I have 15 spots available if you're listening to this when it's airing on the 4th of April, Monday. I have 15 spots available right now for the six-week coaching that I have going on. So if you're interested in that, If you want one-on-one time with me for six weeks with supplementary courses to make sure you actually reach your goals, head over to training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. You can click the link in the description, or you can just head over to training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching, or you can also message me on any social media platform. Just say, hey, Michael, I want to join the six-week coaching. How do I do that? Boom. There we go. All right. So potty training. Potty training really comes down to three aspects. If you can get these three concepts down, your dog will be potty trained. It's very simple. Okay. Way too many people have a problem with potty training. Their dog goes to the bathroom in the house. They go to the bathroom on the couch. Uh, You know, they're they're using the peewee pads or their their dog goes outside, runs around, has a grand old time, comes back in and then goes to the bathroom right on the floor. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. The sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Usually dog owners chalk this up to dogs being spiteful or they knew they were doing that or it's because I, you know, I yelled at them earlier. This is not how dogs work. Dogs are opportunists. Their only goal is to better their situation. That's it. They're not spiteful. They're not trying to get back at you. They just don't think that way. Human beings think that way, but our dogs don't. It might seem like that at some times, 
And this is what I've talked about in other podcast episodes about superstitious behaviors and thinking that one thing is getting rewarded, or rather, one thing gets rewarded by us based off our thoughts, but that's not actually true, right? Um, you could think that opening your car door with your right hand is more fluid than opening it with your left hand. Odds are opening it with your left hand would be more fluid. But for whatever reason, you can get rewarded with opening your car door with your right hand. This might seem like a very uh, strange analogy. Let me give you another one. <laughs> this is how I think through life, by the way. Um, I, I'm always trying to find the most efficient way, which is why I'm a wonderful dog trainer. I'm trying to find the most efficient, less time-consuming way to get something done. So when it comes to opening your car door, I think about which hand I'm going to use. But let's say you're going to take multiple trips from the car, which some people are like, no, I'm only going to take one trip. Well, you've been rewarded for taking one trip, even though it slices into your hand when you're holding the, the grocery bags or the brown paper bag rips at the bottom and you've dropped everything. That might have been punishing enough for you not to take multiple trips, but the reward might be that you feel good about yourself or someone else has told you that that's pretty cool that you can do that. So a superstitious reward there might be that you think other people care. You're like, oh man, if other people see that I can do it in one trip, they'll think I'm impressive or strong or manly or whatever. And the fact of the matter is you want to feel that way. It has nothing to do with what other people think. Most people aren't thinking about it. There's your self-esteem boost for the day. <laughs> All right, so back to potty training, right? When we think about how our dogs learn to go to the bathroom... Typically, some people just say, oh, well, it just happens. They just kind of get used to it, which is partially true. But there's three concepts or key points that you can focus on, and you'll get there a lot faster. First one being management. You must manage as much of the situation as you can. And this is for everything. Your dog's jumping on stuff, chewing stuff, going to the bathroom, just uh, misbehaving, jumping on people, pulling on leash. All of those things can be mitigated by management. What do I mean by management? I mean control as much as you possibly can about their environment, about themselves, and the choices that they can make. Control their environment, themselves, and the choices that they can make. If you can control where they go to the bathroom, when they go to the bathroom, and how often they go to the bathroom, you can start rewarding when they do actually go in the places you want them to. So that means don't let them free roam your house and expect them to go to the bathroom perfectly. They're going to make an accident if they have too much freedom. Don't expect them to let you know when they have to go to the bathroom. You should be on the schedule. You should know when they should go to the bathroom. So as much management as you can possibly put in there. If this means hiring someone to come watch your dog while you go to work, that's so be it. If this means having other family members come over, have grandma and grandpa come over. Right? Have your cousin come over, your uncle come over, say, hey, there's beer in the fridge, I'll put the game on for you, all I need you to do is watch the dog. Boom. Ask your family and friends to help out, especially if you just got a puppy. If your dog is slightly older, maybe they already have a relationship, you don't have to bribe them with food and entertainment. But nine times out of ten, your family is going to be your greatest support when it comes to trying to solve any dog behavior problem, but especially potty training. 
if you start managing it when you're home and then leaving your dog to your own devices when you leave, or rather their own devices when you leave, they're going to learn a difference between when you're there and when you're not there. Okay, this is going to translate into other things if you continue this kind of pattern. This means your dog is going to listen when you're there, and when you're not there, they're going to misbehave, or what we would consider misbehaving, they consider just behavior. Okay, so you're managing the situation as best as you can. But what else do you need to do? Well, you need to schedule everything. And this is semi-part of management. But you have to schedule every single time they go to the bathroom. And you have to stick to that schedule. So figure out when you wake up what time you're going to take the puppy out. How many hours after that first time are you going to take the puppy out? How many hours after that are you going to take the puppy out? Are you going to take the puppy out before and after playing? If you can't take the puppy out, who is going to take the puppy out? Get strict about this. This is where family members can help. If you take your puppy out at 7 o'clock, they should definitely go out again at 9 o'clock. Two hours is kind of pushing it, too, depending on the puppy, how old they are, and how big they are. They have small bladders. If you've had kids, you know how often kids go to the bathroom. I have a two-year-old. He was a saint, but he still went to the bathroom very frequently. (laughs) He never had too bad of problems he never peed straight up into the sky or you know have done anything terrible lately (laughs) when it comes to going to the bathroom he is learning to be potty trained but if you've had kids you know that they go to the bathroom very frequently you are always changing diapers same thing when it comes to dogs you're not changing diapers per se but you have to take them outside and if you're worried about them getting diseased because they're going outside I promise you, as long as they're not around other dogs with diseases, they will be fine. So taking them to your front yard or to your backyard is totally acceptable. I'm not sure why veterinarians scare, well, I'm I'm sure I could guess, as to why veterinarians scare new dog owners into thinking their dogs are going to die. Because they've seen so much. And puppies go to the dog park because the dog owner doesn't know what to do with the puppy. And the dog ends up getting sick. So I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying take them to a calm, relatively small area on a scheduled routine and then reward them when they go to the bathroom in that area. So your day might look like this. Wake up in the morning, take the dog out. First thing you do, take the dog out. Come back. I'd put the dog back into a crate. Have it relax for a little bit. Get used to the crate because it's a puppy. And it's going to need to know that the crate is a fine place to exist as it gets older. So put it back in the crate. If you don't want to do that, you can put it in a playpen. Go take a shower. Get ready for the day. Have breakfast. Feed the dog breakfast. Now, you fed the dog breakfast after it was empty. Good. But what's going to happen is food's going to be digested. and It's going to have to go to the bathroom again. So about 20 minutes to a half hour after you fed the dog, take them out again. If you're routinely running into the problem of feeding them and having them have an accident, record how often they're going and record how long it took before they went to the bathroom based off when you fed them. Just get a piece of paper. You could open up a a notes app or you could get the dog planner from matadorcanine.com and write down the specifics. Now you know, okay, once my dog goes to the bathroom, I only have a 15-minute window before I have to take the dog out. So whatever you can get done in 15 minutes, go do that so you can stay productive. 
and then take your dog out before they have an accident. Then you go about your day. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you switch with somebody so you could go to work. And the next two hours, someone should take the dog out. And the next two hours after that, someone should take the dog out. The next two hours after that. Every two hours, basically. And I say two hours because, realistically, a puppy is going to go to the bathroom that frequently. If you recognize that they're going to the bathroom consistently outside, and you can reward them for going outside, and they have not had an accident, now you can start to extend it to two and a half hours, then to three hours, then to four hours, five hours, six hours. You don't want to jump to those conclusions, but if they're consistently performing well, they're consistently going to the bathroom outside, then you're great. You don't have to do anything different. Very, very simple. Okay. The third key concept is consistency. Despite any adverse reactions you may get in life, any punishing situations that you get put in, consistency. Your dog will have accidents. They are a puppy. Okay, you had accidents as a kid. Everybody wet the bed. Babies have accidents. People, adults have accidents. Grandparents have accidents. It just, it's a part of life. Your puppy is going to have accidents. They're going to have accidents when they get older. Right? They're going to feel sick. And they're going to have diarrhea. Or they're going to throw up. They're going to have accidents. What's important is that you do not scold them. Do you not yell at them? That will not help the situation. Number one, you're a jerk if you do that. <laughs> Number two is your emotions are being involved in this and they don't need to be. You're upset because you have to clean it up. Or you're upset because you just took them out and you feel like you're not doing a good job. So it's more of your deep-rooted emotion is why you're yelling at your dog. But the fact of the matter is they just got rewarded for going to the bathroom. That's a self-reinforcing behavior. There's nothing you can do to punish them unless you really go over the top and then you're really being a jerk for punishing your dog simply because they went to the bathroom. They went to the bathroom. It's your fault. Deal with it. That's as, that's as blunt as it could possibly be. It's your fault they're going to the bathroom in the house. You have to structure, be consistent, and manage their environment in order to be successful here. But you have to be consistent. So if you do this for a week, your dog might be potty trained. You know, 80% of the time, I'm going to say it only takes about a week, two weeks to fully get your dog potty trained if you are really on top of it. If you are not, and you're going back and forth, and you're changing the schedule, and you're trying to figure out what works, sit down this weekend, sit down today, and figure out what works, and then do that. Just figure out the timing, and then do that. So, if you could figure that out, you won't have to worry about it. But if you start worrying about it and you're going back and forth and plans are changing and things are being scheduled around and, you know, this person didn't take their shift, if you will. They didn't take the dog out when they were supposed to. Then the dog's going to be confused. It's not going to get potty trained. It's going to go when it thinks it's time to go and it's just, it's just going to go. It's going to have accidents. So you have to be consistent even when they have accidents. Once they have an accident, don't worry about it. Write it down. Record it. Say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that that doesn't happen again. The more you do that, the more you'll understand about your dog, their behavioral patterns, when they go to the bathroom, when they don't go to the bathroom, which is also important for health. If your dog routinely goes to the bathroom twice a day, like my dogs go to the bathroom twice a day, morning and evening, if they don't go, then I know there's something wrong. If they go outside of those windows, I know there's something wrong. 
So let's say I take them out at 8 o'clock in the morning, and one of them goes and the other one doesn't. I'm like, hmm. Usually they both go. Now I'm going to watch that one for a little while, see if there's any stress signals. Just the other day this happened. One of my dogs was stressed in the middle of the day, and he was panting, which he usually doesn't do. He was like, we weren't doing anything. He was just pacing around. I said, okay, he probably has to poop because he didn't poop this morning. But I only knew that because I know my dog's structure so well and their schedule. So don't just passively go about your dog's schedule. Like human beings, we could just passively go about it, right? Oh, you know, I went to the bathroom yesterday. I haven't gone to the bathroom yet today. Not a big deal. But for dogs, we have to be their advocates. You have to recognize when they need to go and take them out. And if your life is very hectic, your schedule is all over the place, hire somebody to take care of your dogs. Or have a family member come and take care of your dogs when you can't. Right? If you work four days in a row and then have off because you're an EMT or you do something specific, someone else has to watch your dogs. You can't mess up their schedule for multiple days and then change it because now you're off. Be consistent, even on your days off, even when you don't want to, even when you're tired, even when you had other plans that you wanted to go do. Be consistent. I've had puppies in my house, and I've stopped hanging out with friends. I've paused. I'd be like, hey, guys, we got to go home. I got to take care of the dog. We'll go home. I take care of the dog. I do what I got to do, and then we can go back out and hang out. And because they're my friends, because they're understanding, they're supportive. They want to help. One, they want to see the puppy, <laughs> but two, they're supportive. They want to help. They want to be involved. So get your family members involved. Thank you guys for listening today. Remember, if you're struggling with potty training, you have to manage, be consistent, and schedule as much as you can, rewarding the things that you really like and controlling the things that you don't like. If you're struggling with any dog training at all, the six-week coaching is still available. I've got 15 spots open. Head over to training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. Training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. Set up a discovery call. We'll see if this is the right thing for you. If it isn't, I'll point you in the direction of something that is. And if it is, then we'll get started and you'll see so much progress so quickly because we're going to have one-on-one coaching, you and me and supplementary courses to help guide you through the process when we don't have sessions. So you have my attention 24-7. I'm here to help you out. Training.matadorcanine.com slash six-week coaching. If you have not gotten your copy of the dog training cheat codes, there's the physical copy and the ebook version available at matadorcanine.com. The dog training cheat codes, it's professional secrets to get fast and reliable results. Thank you guys for listening. Let me know in the comments or on social media, what topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast. I'd love your input. If there's anything you're struggling with and you just want free advice on the podcast, let me know. I will talk about it. If you're struggling with something very specific, I will talk about it. I will give you my exact recommendation, what we would do in coaching, but through the podcast. You guys can listen to it and still benefit from it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully you found something that you are appreciative of, you're grateful for. Keep, stay positive, stay training. I'll talk to you guys next time.